Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The bats. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number nine. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the Thursday night football DFS slate, dive into the week nine main slate, and build a lineup as well. And to help me do it, one of the top Fantasy rankers in the biz, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, happy trade deadline day. Uh, too bad it was a lousy one. All we got was Donovan Peoples Jones to the Lions and what Josh Dobbs to the Vikings. That's all we got. Yeah, from the offensive perspective, it was a little, <laughs> a little bit of a letdown. We did yeah. get some good defensive trades. Yeah. A couple of those commanders, defensive linemen moving. Uh, we got Rasul Douglas just beating the clock to the Bills. I think that's a good move for them. And I think the NBA killed it on NFL trade <laughs> deadline day. Yeah, James Harden go to the Clippers in a yep. blockbuster. So, uh, you know, there's definitely uh, some moves to be made. But uh, let's jump right into uh, to this Thursday night football slate. But before we do, I just want to remind everyone that uh, if you have not left us a five-star rating and review yet, uh, jump and do that. And we pick the... Uh, random favorite one each week and uh, you get either a free year of action pro or if you already have it you get some free swag from the action network store this week's winner is manny tejas so thank you manny for leaving the five-star rating and review you can email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize and also a reminder that we have the Action Network Discord server for anyone who wants to join. Sean has been very active in there, giving fantasy uh, advice, sweat, and live bets. So uh, be sure to check that out if you're interested. Link in the episode description. On to Thursday Night Football. Titans coming off that 
victory in Will Levis's first start. Go to Pittsburgh and those what did what did Trevor Lawrence call them? Those little towels or something? Little towels, oh, little yellow towels. <laughs> Uh, so that's what the Titans are dealing with this week. Pittsburgh three-point favorites. Total very low uh, at 36. So right off the bat, I guess defenses will be in play, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even kickers. But who you like in the captain spot? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go George Pickens here just because this, you know, the Titans are a pass-funnel defense. So I'm looking at either Deontay Johnson or George Pickens in the captain slot. Johnson is playing at a very high level right now, coming off his best game uh, of the year last week. Uh, I think, you know, he could open things up a bit for Pickens. And, you know, while, you know, Deontay has the higher median projection, uh, mainly because he has a higher reception projection uh, every week, uh, Pickens just has a higher ceiling, I think, just given his... Big play upside, his touch on upside. So I'm going to roll uh, with Pickens in the captain slot. I think he has the best chance of having a, a captain-worthy game. Uh, and it it sounds like Pickett is going to try to play, but I don't think this matters. Uh, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky under center, uh, I think I'm going to go with Pickens here in the captain slot. Yeah, and just got to hope that Matt Canada, or is maybe it's Tomlin, <laughs> is, doesn't just try to run the ball at this great Titan run defense. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think you need to go to your aerial attack to really have success against uh, this defense. It kind of plays right into the hands if you just run a ball every you know first down. But uh, for my captain pick, got to go with Derrick Henry here. Uh, I think that, you know, rookie quarterback on the road, probably what you're going to do. I mean, that's what the Titans MO has been for most of his uh, career, Pittsburgh is a run funnel. Uh, yeah, run funnel defense. They're top 10 in pass defense DVOA, but uh, 16th against the rush. So pretty average. And, you know, I feel like a few weeks ago, like, I don't know, is, is Henry kind of slowing down? Well, lo and behold, he's he's got the second best PFF grade among running backs. He's fifth in rushing yards. He's tied for second in runs of 15 yards or more. Uh, he's tied for fourth in missed tackles forced. So uh, he's still, the King has still got it. And, you know, this Tennessee interior line has been playing well. You know, all of them are uh, playing really well at run blocking. You know, Brewer, the center, ranked sixth of 38th at P- PFF in run blocking. Run skill, 22nd out of 77 guards. And Skaronsky, 27th. And uh, even if Hubbard misses with the concussion, which is likely, you know, Dillard's been a pretty solid run blocker as well. So uh, I don't think the line will be uh, an issue. And Henry's play clearly hasn't fallen off. So mm-hmm. I think he'll get a steady dose uh, of work on the ground in what should be a lower scoring uh, affair here. Yeah, I can never go wrong with Henry. Uh, looks like he's staying put in Tennessee. There was always a chance he could get traded. Uh, it is his time of year. It's starting to get colder. Uh, well, maybe not in LA. It's 90 degrees a day, but <laughs> the, the the sun is setting sooner. Uh, you know, we're about to set the clocks back. This is the time of year where King Henry usually shines. So, yeah, I definitely like him in the captain slot. Who do you like for value? Uh, I'm going with Connor Hayward here. Uh, you know, he's only 2,800. Um, you know, another way to target the Titans' pass funnel defense. Uh, he's the clear lead tight end right now. Uh, he's seen an over 80% routes run rate in back to back games now. 
Uh, he's like the only player Matt Canada seems to get creative with. Uh, he had a nice design play to him against the Rams, almost scored a touchdown on. Um, they've used him at running backs at times in the preseason. Like They like to get creative with uh, Connor Hayward. So now that he's getting a ton of playing time, this is a great spot to play him. I still think he's under the radar. Uh, I was like 20 slots higher on him on ECR. I, I don't get it. Like He's getting a ton of playing time. Should see plenty of looks here. So I think he's a sneaky play for the showdown site. Yeah, I mean, he's their new starting tight end as long as Fryermuth is yeah. out and Fryermuth, you know, re-aggravated that injury. So it might be a while. And Hayward, yeah, he's been over 80% uh, route participation, 80% or better route participation in his first two starts. So definitely a positive sign. I have him, yeah, just outside my top 15 at tight end, tight end 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two over in the week. So love him as well. Uh, I'm going to go with... Will Levis here, I think he's a very intriguing play because I think, you know, low low total game, the total is only 36, uh, you know, rookie quarterback on the road. I think only one rookie quarterback has won in Pittsburgh, uh, and that was Dak Prescott. I think they're like one in 20 or something ridiculous oh, in, like, the Tomlin era, in the Tomlin oh, era. Oh, Tomlin era? Okay. Yeah, in the Tomlin era. But I do think that this – all of this kind of plays into Levis potentially surprising people again, because what Levis does well is throw the ball down the field. We saw that last week and Pittsburgh 22nd in deep pass DVOA, according to FTN, they're number two on short passes. So they're a deep pass funnel if there mm. is such a thing. And Levis was a three of eight for 141 yards and three scores on passes that traveled at least 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Uh, last week, according to PFF, Pittsburgh's safety, Minka Fitzpatrick, very talented safety, yep. is out for this game with a hamstring injury. And Pittsburgh ranks dead last on defense, an explosive pass rate allowed, and that was with Fitzpatrick. So mm. I-, I think this matchup kind of plays right into Levis potentially kind of surprising people. And because the- of the presence of Derrick Henry, that play action game uh, is going to be in play, no pun intended. So you could get, you know, I like I like Henry. I think he's the the, the most yeah. obvious and you know highest floor, highest ceiling play here. But you could get a lot of leverage fading Henry and going with Levis, even in the captain spot, or you know, going with Hopkins or something like that. Because I think Henry's still going to be the most popular. But you know, a long passing touchdown that essentially negates everyone else who d- doesn't participate in it. Right? You know, it's just the quarterback and whoever catches the the long pass and there's no you know there's no four or five receptions to drive downfield with and all the yards and, and all the stuff that comes with it so i uh, really like will levis as a leverage play on, on a lot of yeah. the other uh titans especially uh henry yeah yeah the fitzpatrick injury is a huge blow uh to the sealers defense although i think connor hayward's brother might be returning this week is that happening well, that- I mean, but that would hurt Henry more than <laughs> Levis, technically. So no, I know, I know, I know. But you know, could generate yeah. some pressure. But, uh, but I that's... just had to re- refer to him as Connor Hayward's brother. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, th- I think it's the other way in that household, at least for yeah. now. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah, see if um, I think Levis, you know, at least has the potential to to catch uh, to catch to catch the Steelers off guard, especially on a short week. But who do you like for, for Dark sure? Rose? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh. Okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going with Tajay Spears. Uh, I do agree. I think Henry's a great play here. Uh, they should lean on him heavily. Why not here? Um, but, you know, Spears obviously sees a ton of uh, passing work. So uh, if by chance this turns into a trailing game script for the Titans, which is more than possible, uh, you know, Spears could end up catching three to five balls here. Uh, plus, you know, he's just a really talented runner. So he could do some damage on just a few carries, a few receptions. So definitely like on a single game slate, uh, nice leverage against Henry. Again, you always refer to like set your lineup based on like a, a story of like what the game script will be. This will be part of my Titans are trailing by a score or two uh, lineups. But uh, yeah, I like Spears as dark throw here. Yeah, I, I got a Titans player in the passing game too. And I don't believe he caught a pass last week. So <laughs> I always love to target guys coming off bad games. Uh, yep. Yes, Traylon Burks, who is 3,800 on DraftKings. He had an average depth of target of, he has an average depth of target this season of 19. In his first game with Levis, it was 38. So Levis was looking downfield for Burks, didn't really connect uh ha, you know had an almost connection so they, they weren't too far off but he was the the number two wide receiver for the titans last week and he should see his route participation rate continue to rise back you know to the 70 mid 70s maybe even the 80s that it was early in the year and the thing about burks and uh you know who knows if this is truly predictive ranking but i think it's an interesting thing to note his two of his three highest scoring fantasy games have come on Thursday nights. He had his best fantasy game last <laughs> week 11 against the Packers on a Thursday night. Seven catches for 111 yards out of nowhere, uh, over 20 DraftKings points and 19 Fanduel points. And then in week 17, he had a four-catch 66-yard game on Thursday night in a matchup against the Cowboys. And primetime generally, in general, is where Burks has been at his best. He averages... 7.3 targets, 4.8 catches, over 60 yards in primetime. And when he's not in primetime, just 1.8 catches, 27 yards. So, uh, and he's played four primetime games already in, in his short career. So, and, he, and he's had six or more targets in all four of them. He's mm. only had six or more targets in three of his 11 non-primetime games. So there's <laughs> definitely something about primetime that makes this guy uh, show up. We'll see and how that goes but I love the uncertainty with a new quarterback who could be a little bit undervalued I love the fact that uh, the quarterback is looking for Burks down the field and generally Burks has been kind of that downfield receiver and because you know Westbrook Akine caught a long touchdown last week I think people will be on him which will divert Mm. some of the uh, rostership away from trailing Burks so always love to jump on a guy who uh, didn't produce the week before give me some Burks yeah both Akina and Burks had two targets with an a dot of 38 like were Brooks <laughs> did he get like two 40 yard bombs thrown him or was it like a 60 yarder and a 20 yarder like what where were those targets he definitely had a I think he had an almost uh big play that oh got like it, they didn't quite connect on and I forget what the other target was but yeah definitely definitely and this has been a case all season for Burks he's you know more of a downfield guy uh, especially because Hopkins, I know he got downfield last week, but that's really everyone, again, under Levis, everyone's going downfield now. Yeah. So uh, I think there's, yeah, there's going to be some value on this Titans pass game if Levis can can show some more of what he showed last week. So I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. But uh, let's go to the main slate. 
who are some quarterbacks and, and stacks that you're building around? So my first one, a more traditional double stack. Uh, I got Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, uh, and Jake Ferguson. Uh, you know, the Cowboys have struggled to run the ball with Tony Pollard, uh, especially recently. Um, I mean, they, they were in a game where they whooped the Rams and they only gave the running back 17 total carries. Uh, and this is a game where, you know, they're facing an Eagles defense that is a very pass funnel defense this year. So I'm expecting a ton of pass attempts from Dak. Uh, plus, he's been using his legs a lot more, which is nice to see. Uh, and you mentioned uh, on the other pod that they're kind of phasing out Gallup for uh, Jalen Tolbert. So it's kind of a murky wide receiver room, uh, you know, behind Lamb and I guess Brandon Cooks. Uh, so I, I just like, you know, stacking Prescott with Lamb here. And I'm super high on Jake Ferguson this week. He's my tight end three. Uh, this is a great matchup for tight ends uh, against the Eagles. And Ferguson's only 4K. So I think he's providing good value. So I like that double stack. Uh, and then have a fun Every, uh, you know, every year I have one or two times I take a shot at a double running back stack. Uh, sometimes these can hit, you know, it's it's not correlated in any way. But, you know, for tournaments, uh, if you hit it, it can be very sneaky. So I'm going with both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss uh, against the Panthers. If there's a running back duo could, that, that could both hit, it's this one uh, this year. Um, you know, Zach Moss was barely able to practice last week, barely suited up. And still manage, you know, a near 50-50 split with JT. Both running backs had amazing games. And now they face arguably the worst run defense in the league here against the Panthers. So I, I like the idea of using both Taylor and Moss in the same lineup. Uh, and hopefully both of them, you know, have a big game, which is possible. They've done it a couple times this year. So uh, why not take a flyer on it now? Yeah, I like this game to stack, period. Because mm. it's it's just cheap all the way around. And... There's been a lot of variance with these guys. So because, you know, the Panthers have a clear weakness uh, on defense and the Colts defense hasn't been too hot itself, the Colts have been getting in all these kind of shootouts. We've seen Gardner Minshew throw for, you know, 300-plus yards in two of his last three games. There's been a lot of explosive plays on both sides for the Colts. So I actually like both passing games in this one. It's somewhat of a contrarian uh, stack, but Bryce Young, just 5,100. You could pair him with Adam Thielen, obviously, and Jonathan Mingo, who I know we both love this week, and he's only 3,400, so a pretty cost-effective stack, and I also like Minshew, Pittman, and Downs. You know, Downs, I, I believe I have him inside my top 30 this week. You know, Pittman's been kind of barking about, you know, making sure they target him enough, and I, I think you know, both of these defenses are just so vulnerable that this game could turn into a shootout. Like if, let's say your Taylor Moss stack hits, I think these <laughs> these passing yeah. games might still have to do work. Cause we've, I mean, we've seen them play shootouts with teams you never expected the Colts, especially to play shootouts with. And then the Panthers, new offensive coordinator, you're using some tempo. Bryce Young's looking better and better out there. They're kind of phasing out some of the, you know, the guys that aren't performing as well, like Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst and, you know, looking for, you know, more Mingo. So I, I like both sides of this game and it's super affordable uh, on both sides with both of these quarterbacks, you know, right around 5K uh, and the, you know, the the rece wide receiver two, you, you don't have to pay much for either. So uh really like this game for stacking purposes. Sneaky shootout here. Yeah, for sure. I, like Minshew, Pittman, Downs with Thielen in there is a very spicy game stack. Love oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, who you like uh, for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, so at running back, um, it's slim pickings. There's no like obvious dart throws this week, uh, but I do like you know Devin Singletary at the 4300 range uh, against the Buccaneers uh, because he's pretty much forced you know a 50 50 committee with Damian Pierce. I think you mentioned that uh, last week, um, yep. but there you know there's a chance he leapfrogs him any week now. This is kind of similar to Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, situation Carolina uh, so I think that that does make him sneaky in GPPs you know the Texans are three-point favorites so there just could be extra volume for running backs overall which which helps you know Singletary's upside so I think he's definitely worth a flyer in GPPs at 4,300 um, I like going with Wandale Robinson at wide receiver at 3,500 against the Raiders he's coming off two very quiet games uh, but that just might be due to just having better chemistry with Daniel Jones than he does with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so, you know, Daniel Jones potentially returning this week, that could boost Robinson here. Uh, he's coming off a season high, uh, 88% routes run rate. Uh, he didn't catch a single pass, but, you know, I love that <laughs> underlying usage. Uh, Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard have been completely phased out uh, for Robinson. So ton of upside where, um, you know, if Darren Waller is banged up or out, you know, Robinson could get five or more receptions here at Dan Damier min price. So love this uh, play against the Raiders. Uh, and then speaking of the Raiders, I, I like their tight end as a dart throw. Michael Mayer, um, he's 2,600, you know, had a very disappointing Monday Night Football game. He only caught the one pass for 19 yards, but really everybody on the Raiders passing offense disappointed. Uh, he did run a season high, I guess, career high. 82% routes run rate, though. So uh, just massive upside uh, if he could start seeing more targets. So I think this is a great time to buy low, um, you know, especially at 2,600. Uh, he's going to be inconsistent. He's a rookie tight end. So I uh, would not be shocked if he bounces back and has a four or five catch game here, just given his underlying usage recently. Yeah, I mean, this could this is the uh, ultimate – I guess, contrarian passing game to target. Because you had the Giants who were scared to even attempt the pass last week. And the Raiders no that just could not complete a pass last week. Uh, and now they are facing off. So it should be an interesting matchup. But yeah, I think people, especially with the Raiders on primetime and the Giants playing in a relatively popular game for them against the Jets, you know, people will probably be a little hesitant because both of them embarrass themselves. Uh, you know, on I guess you could say national TV, even for the Giants, so they were, they were you know probably seen by more people than usual. So yeah, uh, like that one uh, as well. And I mentioned you know with uh, Amon Ra St. Brown last week, but the Raiders on defense they try not to give up explosives now, and when they do give up explosives, it's not the traditional explosive. It was like you know you saw Amon Ra catch it underneath, and then the catch and run was what made mm, the play yeah. explosive. So that suits. Robinson because I think Slayton is tempting too if Daniel Jones is back you know they go way back and Slayton's also running a ton of routes but it, this Raider defense is just not the ideal scheme for a big Darius Slayton game uh, but it's perfect for Wandale Robinson so I uh, totally agree with that call uh, uh, uh I so yeah running back I mean I wouldn't say there's no dart throws I, th I just think there's like there's a lot of options like you know Demarcado I'm sure is going to be uh, pretty popular. So I think you, you have to find ways to kind of fade him. And Daryl Henderson, who has been a little more productive than Freeman uh, as of late, but 
Freeman's still getting the early down work, and he's 4,600 at Green Bay. So, you know, Green Bay's still like a field goal spread. Green Bay's no guarantee to to play with a lead here. Uh, they've been inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Bottom eight in run defense, DVOA, as usual. So Freeman outsnapped Henderson 33-29 last week. But, you know, Henderson's used on some more passing down. So you get some uh, game script variants that maybe people aren't expecting, especially with the backup quarterback on the road. And you could have a, a you know even a, a multi-touchdown game from Freeman with a little bit of luck. So like him at 4,600. Already mentioned Mingo at wide receiver, 3,400, just way too cheap against Indianapolis. Season high 98% route rate last week. Uh, season high 62 yards and most you know about two-thirds of his targets come against zone coverage which is the Colts play zone at the highest rate in the league under Gus Bradley by that cover three whereas Thielen just 54 percent of his targets come against zone and Chark 52 percent so Mingo could have another uh, kind of breakout game here and Logan Thomas top five tight end on the slate you know just in terms of his production year to date and he's at 40 or more yards and or a touchdown in six of his seven games and the Patriots are second to last second worst in DVOA against the tight end position and how has really you know took taken a liking to Logan Thomas and and targeted him pretty much almost you know on par with that talented receiving group so uh, like Logan Thomas at 3,500 against the New England Patriots. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, let's go and build a DraftKings lineup. And uh, you can start us off. Where are you going with? Yeah, got to lock in Jake Ferguson at 4K. Got to do that. All right. I'll go to Mario Douglas at 4K. I got remove him from my lineup. I already put him in there. All right. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got to get these like really, really valuable guys out. Um, all right. I'll go with uh, Jonathan Mingo then at 3,400. Yeah, love him this week as well. I'm going to go with the cheapest defense on the board, the New York Giants. Oh, no. At the Vegas Raiders. The Giants defense <laughs> has allowed 14 points to the Bills, seven points to the Commanders. And 13 points to the Jets over the last three <laughs> weeks. And they have uh, 12 or more points in three of the last four games. So let's punt some defense Damn. and hope we catch Jimmy G, more Jimmy G shenanigans uh, again <laughs> this week. But, uh, you know, Giants, they did trade Williams. So this should be a very, uh, very contrarian play. Although maybe, maybe not if people saw that Raiders game. But uh, I'm going to roll the dice here. 
Nice. Uh, you always get me on the uh, defensive. Th- that's that's my strategy. My defensive <laughs> projections are not in good shape Tuesday morning. Um, I think I, I think I see one I might take later though. Uh, I'm gonna go with a running back then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with JT at 6400 against Panthers. Ooh, now will you stack it with Moss? Is the question. <laughs> I know, right? That's not a bad cash game strategy either. I mean, it's, it's it a is a bad risky, strategy. Though, but... <laughs> yeah, it's actually a bad strategy. You're going to get the entire rushing offense, though. Speaking of which, let's stack my Giants D with Saquon. 36 carries last week and five targets, even though he didn't uh, get a yard on the on uh, through the air. <laughs> but I, you know, Saquon is this Giants offense did not get traded, and we saw what Jameer Gibbs did to this Raider D. Love yep. the correlation. Giants, obviously a live underdog on the road, regardless of who starts the quarterbacks uh, at quarterback against this, uh, this, this Raider team. So give me Saquon at 7,900. All right. I'm going to go with the quarterback. Just I I don't like this slate. There's some decent value, like in the 5k range, but I'm going to spend up a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to take Dak at 6,500. Ooh, yeah. Going against that Eagle pass defense. That's been pretty disappointing. Yeah. I have a little uh, Dak. <laughs> Ferguson stat going on right now. All right. Well, that means I don't have to worry about quarterback for now. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I do this every week now, but let's go uh, Adam Thielen, 7,500, 15 or more DraftKings points every game since week two. Uh, this guy is just an ageless wonder, and he's <laughs> catching seven plus passes. for. He's caught seven or more passes in six straight games. That is impressive. Definitely a better DK play than FanDuel. So, like him on DK. Um, I'm going to just get my defense out of the way. I, I'm going with the Packers facing, hopefully, uh, Brett Rippon here. So, they're kind of sneaky at 2,800. Uh, again, not putting too much thought in my defensive play, but going the cheaper out here. Yeah, man. I, I mean, just got to hope Joe Barry, Joe Barry doesn't, ha- uh, you know, have any Joe Barry shenanigans because that defense, <laughs> I mean, they, their talent level compared to their performance. Yeah. And it's been better. Like the offense has been obviously more to blame as of right. late, but still think right. there's some things to be desired. But uh, yeah, I think this is definitely a week where because of all of the backup quarterbacks on the slate, a lot mm-hmm. of different directions you could go with on defense. And I mean, even look at that Raiders game on Monday night football, it was the Raiders who got the touch a defensive touchdown. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of it is just going to be randomness. So now, it's a pretty good week to, uh, to go contrarian at defense. So I got. 56-60 for a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and flex. I'll run my Patriots. Uh, I'll run my Pop Douglas play back with Logan Thomas at tight end at 3,500 against that bottom yeah. two uh, New England defense against tight ends. Um, Why Why the hell is Michael Thomas 4,700? Am I pulling in Mike Thomas? <laughs> He's like the T. Uh, Higgins in this year, remember? squad player for the Ravens, Mike Thomas? Yeah, I know, right? Uh. Michael Thomas has at least four catches or a touchdown every game this year. Uh, so I'm going to go with him at four, against the Bears, too. Jeez, Louise. Sign me up for that. Yeah, man. It's uh, It's been – and Olave, I mean, he's been he's kind of been up and down a little bit. You know, I think yeah. Carr trusts Thomas and is probably starting to trust Shahid just as much, <laughs> Shahid too. had a game, man. Woo! Oh, man. He is something else. I'll counter your Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, and pay up for <laughs> Alvin Kamara at running back, eighty one hundred home favorite 
uh, against the Chicago mm. Bears. He has 17 or more DraftKings points in every game. and has just been an absolute monster yep. this season. RB1 this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have 7,400 remaining per player. I have a running back, wide receiver, and flex open. So I got to start spending up a bit. You have Kamara and Barkley? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll go with my RB3 for this slate then, which is uh, Josh Jacobs at 6,900. Against the Giants. I mean, obviously a bad season so far, but, you know, he's due to break out at some point. So I, I like him here at this price tag. Oh, yeah. He's been... I mean, he's been getting the work, you know, through the air yeah. on the ground, however. Uh, and the Giants gave up that long touchdown to Brees Hall through the air last yep. week. All right. I have fi- just over 5,500 for quarterback, wide receiver, flex. So uh, I've got my quarterback out of the way. Let's go with Jordan Love at exactly 5,500 uh, against a pretty beatable Rams defense. You know, Matt LaFleur is probably not going to run as much as he should even against a backup quarterback. And this Packers team has been up and down, so Love has been fairly consistent. Uh, had some ceiling games, but uh, yeah, let's go with him against this Rams team at 5,500. All right, so I got to start spending some money, so I'm going <laughs> to go with A.J. Brown at 8,600. <laughs> Clearly, uh, my clear number one receiver for this slate, a little mini Eagles-Cowboys game stack here. Uh, and he's going for, what, game six or seven in a row with 125? For more receiving Oof. yards. He already broke the record. I was saying that was a sneaky uh, over bet in his prop market because, you know, maybe he's going for the record. Uh, but now that I think he has it, I don't know if it's there, but this is a big game. Like you said, he, he's unstoppable right now. So I'll more than happy to spend up. Oh, yeah. AJ Brown's just been, I mean, that's that's why I'm low on Devontae Smith this week. Yeah, it's just, I mean, he's just kind of hogging, hogging the production. You know what? I'm going to go a little off the board. Let's stack my Jordan Love with Christian Watson at 4,900. Still hasn't broken out yet, but he's had 80, right around an 85% route participation rate uh, in each of the last three games, eight targets last week. They're looking for him in the end zone. So I think it's only a matter of time before he catches a touchdown in the end zone or or breaks off one of his patented uh, long, long big explosive plays. So give me some Watson at 4,900. I'll have 63 left for the flex. He is certainly due. Um, I have 6,700 left. Um, I'm going to go with the best receiver available at that price. Michael Pittman is 6,600. I have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Unlike, you know, (laughs) Taylor and Zach Moss in the same lineup. I, I do think Taylor and Pittman in the same lineup is sort of a savvy cash game uh play here so I, I like it so i have 100 dollars left over all right so i I'm, i have 6300 for my flex i'm looking at i could go olave here i could go tyler lockett uh b john robinson who i'm thinking about amari cooper let's go or i could go down pay down a little more you have uh DJ Moore, Nico Collins, Zach. Oh no, you have Zach Moss already, right? Oh, do you have ta- you have Taylor? No, you have Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, Deontay Foreman's price way too high. <laughs> Fifty seven hundred. Are you sure about that? I mean, he'll right? Probably, yeah. He'll probably go off for three touchdowns. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Bijan Robinson here at just sixty one hundred. Yeah. So he started the year priced at eight K, 
He's been 7,700 or more until week six. And he bottomed out last week at 6K and now he's 6,100. So you're getting almost a uh, 25% discount from, you know, his season high in price. And I always like that, you know, in terms of finding value here. So give me Bijan in a game where the Falcons should be able to maintain possession, which means a lot of runs uh, for Bijan. All right, so I went with uh, Dak at quarterback. My running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs. My wide receivers are Jonathan Mingo, Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown. Uh, and then I went with Jake Ferguson at tight end. Pair him up with Dak Prescott here. Uh, my flex is Michael Pittman. And my defense is the Green Bay Packers up against, hopefully, Brett Rippon and the Rams. All right, I got Jordan Love at quarterback 5,500. Against those Rams, Barkley at running back at 7,900 at the Raiders. Kamara, 8,100 against the Bears. Uh, Bijan at running back in the flex at 6,100 against the Vikings at home. Wide receivers are Adam Thielen at 7,500 against the Colts. Christian Watson stacked with love, 4,900 against the Rams. And then Demario Douglas at 4K against the Commanders. Also have a commander, Logan Thomas, in the tight end spot at 3,500. And the Giants are my defense stacked with Barkley. So a lot of games, everything's stacked here. Got Love Watson, Barkley Giants, uh, Douglas Thomas. And uh, yeah, so like just like three different uh, there you go. game stacks. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. All right, that is going to do it for our week number nine fantasy preview episode of the Fantasy Flex podcast. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full player projections episode that is out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel. And every Friday, we'll drop the Night Shift episode where we break down the international game this week and then Sunday night, Monday night football uh, actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content, fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Action Network has a Discord. You can find it via the link in the episode description. That's always a lot of fun as well. And Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon and we're at those same handles on the free award winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.